0: Today, the Vice President of Hockey Operations for the AHL, Haley Moore, joins us to talk about her experience in leadership at the AHL level, as well as what laying the foundation for the PHF and their hockey operations look like. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Lockdown Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and, and just thank you so much for joining and supporting the show, uh, whether this is your first time listening or your millionth time. Uh, so, thank you, everyone, and make sure that you are subscribed to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and that way you stay up to date with the latest news your team every day. So, This is one of the coolest interviews I've ever done, and I think that it is so important to recognize um, the women in sports and really the builders of the then NWHL, now PHF, and I hope that you enjoy, and I will see you later. Well, thank you, Haley, for joining me today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to be here.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. Nice to see you. Of course. Yeah,
0: this is the first interview I've done in quite some time. So I it's it's a treat for everyone.
1: It is. I haven't done one in a while either. so it, And it's always nice to meet new faces. Yeah. I'm happy to be here.
0: It's a great way to kind of break up, like get back into the swing of things for sure. So yeah. I wanted to talk to you today about just your Journey through hockey in general. Um, how, how did you get into it and how has that all kind of led you to this vice presidency in hockey operations?
1: the AHL? yeah good question the magic question I guess but um, for me I just I fell in love with the game at a really young age I had an older brother who played um, you know we played street hockey and all that good stuff and um, so I started playing at the age of four and uh, really never looked back I, I just I fell in love with it I have uh, the same passion for the game today that I always have and um, just feel really lucky to be involved and to be able to kind of give back to the sport that's given me so much and, you know, got me all of the the best relationships in my life and friendships and taking me all over the world. So, um, you know, played through college and, and then was fortunate enough to kind of find my path, which was a a bit of a discovery process and figuring out where my role off the ice was going to be. And um, I'm really happy to be here with the AHL now and um, learning a ton and getting to work with a lot of great hockey minds.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, working at Harvard as the assistant coach was so, is so different from, you know, even just like your roles in the then NWHL, even compared to now.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And I I feel like that's kind of helped give me a little bit of perspective and and having a few different types of roles in hockey. But I learned pretty early on in my career that while I enjoyed coaching, it wasn't like the, it didn't feel like the right path for me um, long term. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of fulfillment that I got out of it, but I, I just wanted more of that behind the scenes look. I wanted more of the management side. And until the NWHL existed, I I didn't really have the opportunity to discover that. Um, So, you know, when I came in uh, kind of at the ground floor in that first season uh, with the Boston Pride, it Um, It was just a completely eye-opening experience for me, and it was a great opportunity to learn what I was good at, what I wasn't good at, and um, and just be a part of building something really special. So I'm so, so grateful for that opportunity, and it it was a a discovery process for me, for sure.
0: How did, like, what did that process look like? How did it start, and did you have to kind of have, like, an internal... You know, conflict resolution session or two with yourself.
1: Yeah, it happened actually a little bit before that. Where um, so my my first kind of job in athletics was uh, as a head hockey coach at St. Mark's School, and I was an assistant athletic director there as well. And so I was coaching at the high school level, and and, and from there I went on to Harvard and um, and coached as an assistant there for two seasons. And that's when I recognized I was kind of missing the administrative and management side of the job that um, I had working at St. Mark's. So that was the, a little bit of the turning point for me where I, I stepped away from coaching as my full time and said, you know, I really I'm craving more of the operation side of the game, and um, and that's when I went to the East Coast Wizards as the director of girls hockey there. It was a, a great mesh between the behind the scenes, the management, mm-hmm. the you know building out development programs, and um, and the coaching side of things. So a year into my role there is when the idea of the NWHL came uh, to my plate, and um, and Danny Ryland, you know, and I had gone back and. Uh, we played against each other growing up and uh, we had worked some camps together and kept in touch. And she brought the idea of um, of a professional women's hockey league to me and said, you know, this is our business plan. Like, I, I, I feel like it's time that women get paid to play hockey in North America. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. So uh, as soon as I learned what she was looking to build, I just said, how can I help? What, you know, I want to I want to be a part of it. And. Um, so at the time, I was managing, you know, all of my teams at the youth level. We had uh, about twenty-three girls teams that I was managing with the East Coast wow. Wizards, and and I said, "What's one more team that I have to manage?" Right? Yeah. You know, um, exactly. <laughs> of, of course, that looked a little bit different, but that's that was sort of the conversation I had with myself, and um, you know, there was a, a piece of me that was really still itching to play, and you know, for. The first time I, I I could have laced up my skates and, and been paid to play hockey. And I had to sort of have that conversation with myself at that point. Like, do I want to go back on the ice and and train for this opportunity to, to play professionally that I had always dreamed of, or do I want to kind of look to build my career off the ice? And and that was the path that I chose. I I, I thought that there would be a lot of women willing to play and be on the ice, but maybe not as many willing to um, roll up their sleeves behind the ice. And I I just thought that that's where I could contribute the most. You know, my prime had probably passed. I I don't think I was putting the puck in the net as easily (laughs) as I was in college. So um, I think that that was, you know, how I could best serve the game at that point in my career. And and that was really the conversation that I had to have with myself at that time.
0: Yeah. And, you know, It's so important to have, you know, obviously women on the ice playing the game, but also behind the scenes and because no one's going to get it quite like a former college athlete and um, especially a woman in the sports field. Because, like, you you can't expect, like, someone who is strictly business and has no hands-on hockey experience to understand, like, this is what this locker room needs to look like or the equipment we need to have made available or amenities and things like that. And I just, I think it's great. And you are obviously blazing a trail for so many of us in the industry. So thank you for that.
1: Well, thank you. It's a a great group to be a part of. And like, there's so many people that have come for us and so many people willing to do the work. So it's just been a blessing to, to work with everyone in this sport, and you know, we're all working to advance the women's game and the men's mm-hmm. game, and um, just kind of propel everything forward, get more people involved. So it's it's been such a blessing, definitely.
0: Well, I hope you are all enjoying the interview so far. It has been an absolute pleasure to chat with Haley, and I hope you stick around to hear more. But before we do that, I do want to take a quick break here to talk to you about FanDuel Sportsbook. The tournament is heating up, and there is no better way to get in on the action than with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving brand-new customers a no-sweat-first bet up to $1 thousand dollars that is up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet and then you can wager on everything from money line to point spreads in which team will be cutting down the net all on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use so don't miss your shot at the no sweat first bet one thousand dollars up back in bonus bets when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash lockdown to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. That
1: role existed within the league. It was, you know, our first private ownership group and uh, they had a vision for how they wanted to move forward and um, and thought that a team president was vital to that next stage of growth. Um, and I was lucky enough to be hired in that position. So it, um, it was, it was such a great opportunity. I, I really loved working with all of our departments and and building out our departments, building out, you know, these new roles and looking at the business and saying, okay, well, here are, um, you know, the areas where we have some shortcomings, we need to hire some folks, mm-hmm. we need to build positions. And uh, it was so much fun. Honestly, it was just kind of laying the groundwork for, um, for that team on the business side and the hockey side and, and trying to look to um, create a foundation for them to build off of. So, and um, it was a great experience for me, a great learning opportunity. And, and obviously always, you know, such a great opportunity to be able to um, be a part of building something from the ground up. So um, I, I really enjoyed it.
0: That's so great to hear. And, you know, I feel like, especially in women's hockey, there's so many opportunities for firsts. And to kind of set the precedent of what, you know, the role of the pre- team president should be and the standard you're held to, uh, I, that's got to be nerve wracking, but also, you know, you're part of history. So it's also like kind of super cool.
1: Yeah. And I think that when you're as passionate about something as, you know, we all are, it makes the work pretty easy, right? They, they say that, you know, if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. And, um, and, and it really did, it felt that way. Um, I just was so driven to to create this path forward and something that, you know, I didn't have the opportunity to move on to as a player, but um, was just, you know, trying to let my passion lead the way. And uh, and that's, you know, like I said, just uh, one of the biggest blessings for me It was just so great to be a part of forming it all. And, and those people that came in um, right from the beginning and uh, wanted to do what was best for the future of the sport, it's um, that energizes you when you have the right people around you. Absolutely. And what are what are your
0: thoughts now on uh, the PHF, you know, the whole rebranding and obviously, uh, the salary cap increase?
1: Yeah, I mean it's amazing to see that these women are continuing to be paid more and more each year for the work that they do and uh, the product that they put on the ice. Um, I'm just so happy to to see everything continue to grow. Um, Obviously, I'm so proud of the work that we did and laying the foundation. And um, you know, I'm so proud of the players and, and my colleagues and you know everyone that's just really contributed. Um, so to see the growth right now and you know see the cup final, it was awesome to see the cup raised again. Um, it gives me the chills every year that, that happens and to know that you know this is, of a new wave of women's hockey i I love that every young girl has a cup final that they can watch a a woman raise the cup at the end of the season Mm -hmm. so it's just um it's emotional honestly to see how far everything has come and um, these players deserve the world you know i i still keep in touch with so many of them and uh, i'm so happy to see many players who started in season one with us that are still playing (laughs) Um, and for them to be, you know, compensated the way that they deserve and for, you know, more eyes to be on the products, it's just, it's so encouraging for the future. And I, I hope that over only, you know, con- continues to grow from here.
0: Absolutely. And now I'm very sorry to put you on the spot, but if you could expand to any city, put a PHF team anywhere, where would you put it?
1: Ooh, this is such a great question. Um, man, you know what? I'm going to go with Nashville because we had the best experience playing our, an all-star event in Nashville and uh, the Predators were an unbelievable partner in that. But um, I just am a, a country music fan and, um, and we're going with a dream scenario right now. So exactly. I'm going with Nashville. I love that. I think that that would be an excellent choice too. Um I've never seen a
0: building as loud as Bridgestone Arena during the playoffs. They're quite the crowd, and I'm sure that uh, we could steal a few fans from them, too. Um, all right. Let's see. What was your journey from president of the Boston Pride to your current role? And what does is, what is your role look like? Because some people are probably like, oh, it's just like behind the scenes, like silly little paperwork. But what, do you, what do you do?
1: Yes. So, um, so for me, like, I was in that role as a president with the, the Boston Pride and um, we were all navigating the difficult times of COVID. Um, but it was uh, a, an email that I got about this job opening that kind of opened my eyes to what else might be out there. And um, when I got the email about the job opening, I, I actually forwarded it on to some friends and said, like, this job looks really cool. You should apply for it. Uh, and, uh, and I had some people respond and say, it does look really cool. Why aren't you applying for it? Of course. So, um, you, know, I, you know, just took a look at it a little bit more. And I, I had some colleagues in the industry reach out that um, that knew that the job was opening up as well and um, encouraged me to apply. And um, so I, I just started to do some reflecting and, um, and you know, what I wanted for myself and my career. And, um, you know, I, I talked about earlier, like the, the opportunity that I had to, to grow and learn within the NWHL at the time is something that um, this job process and that interview process really kind of helped me unveil. I, I recognized how, you know, it wasn't just an opportunity for all the players on the ice, but it was such a great opportunity for me personally to, to grow in my career and that, you know, the door was opening for me to uh, be confident in going after this job with the AHL because of all the experience I had gained um, working with the pride and with the league. So, um, so I, I decided, you know, maybe it was time to to make a change. And I went all in on the interview process. Um, I had to really kind of self-reflect before I uh, applied for it, honestly. And because I wasn't looking to leave women's hockey, I, I am so passionate about the game and specifically for creating opportunity for women. And um, and then I recognized, you know, like opportunity for women means for me too. And, um, and that it's really important for women to be in these roles and for me to, um, you know, continue to kind of prove that, you know, my experience in the women's game is just as valid for, you know, all the young girls out there to know that there are jobs that exist for them beyond just playing or coaching. And, and for me to grow personally, like I, I've been exposed to an entirely new network here. I, I learned so much every single day and the new relationships that I'm building here are invaluable. So um, it's, it's been a really welcome transition and, um, and in my job, you know, for my responsibilities, I'm, I'm overseeing essentially all of the on ice operations for the league. So that, that varies quite a bit, but um, you know, we primarily it, it will be, you know, the officiating program. Um, we have over 200 officials that I manage from the league side. Um, we uh, have our, our player safety and discipline process that I oversee. Um, so that is a, a bulk of my job as well. Any of the kind of in-game Uh, Operations regulations, uh, those types of things. Uh, It's a lot of communication uh, Mm -hmm. with our general managers and uh, with our on ice officials, um, coaches as well, and uh, you know, just trying to continue to provide the best development platform um, for players, coaches, and uh, and our officials because you know the the goal is for them to work their way up to the NHL as well. So uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of communication, a lot of management, um, a lot of leadership, and. Um, And then there's plenty of uh, the nitty gritty as well um, in terms of uh, scheduling and all those things. So um, yeah, I get to wear a bunch of different hats uh, just like I did in my past role and I really enjoy that. That's
0: so cool. And, you know, like in roles like that, I'm sure it's not the same thing every day and it's not a a nine to five where, you know, you just get to hang up the hat the end of the day, but you know, it's, imperative to have competent people in these roles as you know, for hockey players, because obviously their safety and whatnot matters. But you know, just to make sure that everything's going smooth and as it should
1: exactly yes no, very well said so that's that. that honestly one of the, my favorite parts of the job is that i kind of get to be a problem solver um you know working at the league we, we're here to serve the teams and mm-hmm. uh, to make everything more streamlined and efficient for them um so like you said no day is the same and uh and you know and working on, you know, scheduling one day and, you know, flying to a game the next or, you know, working on a discipline hearing or whatever it may be. So um, that definitely keeps me on my toes, but uh, yeah, just looking to kind of solve problems and and make the lives of our teams easier and, um, you know, look to continue to serve them in the game and in our league.
0: That is fantastic. Have you had any, like, truly like life-changing moments in this role where like maybe you're traveling and like seeing like an outdoor arena or something and you're just like this is my life now like yeah.
1: I get to be part um, of this. so many of them honestly you know I've had some some fun milestones we had a great outdoor game in Cleveland this year absolutely um, I think probably the most memorable right now is um, the Caller Cup final from last mm-hmm. year um, it had been a couple of years since the Calder Cup was raised. Uh, you know, we kind of went through the uh, the ups and downs of COVID, and uh, and for us collectively as a league to finally be able to um, award that cup was so meaningful, and um, and it just it felt like a culmination of all of our hard work, and it, it felt like. I'm part of a team again. And, and we did this, we got here and we were able to, you know, pass that joy on to the Chicago Wolves and, um, and watch them celebrate. So that was a really special moment. Absolutely. And just, you know, kind of felt like, wow, I've made it. Like I can't believe uh, you know, we're, we're awarding a cup here and it's always a special moment when you can do that. So.
0: Absolutely. Um, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but. What are your thoughts on Toronto winning a cup?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, well, biggest thought is Teresa Vanisova with that game winner was unreal. Um, I've always been such a big fan of hers. I remember watching her in college and I'm like, we, we need to get this girl on our team and you know, obviously drafted and signed her in Boston. Um, she's just such a skilled, fantastic player. So um, I was psyched for for her to put that skill on display for the world's, um, you know, just a, a testament to what the women's game has to offer. Um, and you know, I, I have friends on both teams, so, uh, you know, sad for the white caps, but, um, I just, I think it's, uh, it just shows how far women's hockey has come and, you know, to have such a battle like that go into overtime, it's, you know, what more can you want as a fan um, to yeah. enjoy that game? So, um, yeah, super excited. And it's always fun to see a new team win and, uh, and for this, you know, the first Canadian team to hoist that cup. So um, they'll always be able to have that. That's a moment in history and um, very excited and uh, congratulate them on that.
0: Well, thank you so much, Haley, for joining me today. I greatly appreciate it. Um, can people find you on social media
1: and to keep up with your fun work? Yeah, absolutely. And thank, thank you so much for having me. But um, I'm on Twitter at Haley Moore 9. So uh, you can follow me there. And I'm not sure how eventful it will be. <laughs> I'm always looking to promote other women. So if you hear any cool stories about Women in Hockey or anywhere else, um, you can tag me in that and, and I'll look to share the love.
0: Love that. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us here on Locked on Flames. And we will be back tomorrow. Thank you.